The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh, hello. Things are feeling spritzy. But really, you guys, get ready for your new favorite sparkly pink cocktail. The Skinny Confidential is partnering with Spritz Society. And my God, it is the cutest can sparkling cocktail brand. And we're going to create an exclusive limited edition flavor for the Skinny Confidential community. With all of your edits, you heard that, you are going to be involved in every step of the way. So a little background. You should know the brand was founded by Jackie, Claudia, and Ben of The Morning Toast and Girl and Boy with No Job. You guys have seen them on Instagram. They're incredible. And our communities are both fucking amazing and they love their dry bubbly. So we decided to come together to launch a specialty Skinny Confidential cocktail. And Spritz Society, you've seen it on my Instagram story. It's all about taste because taste matters a lot. And the brand uses natural recognizable ingredients like California white wine. It has real fruit juices and packages them in these cute, convenient, sparkling cocktails that you can take anywhere. Anyway, I need your help. The current flavors right now are grapefruit, peach, blood orange, pineapple, and lemon. And we're collaborating with them to create a brand new flavor specifically curated for you by you. Go to my Instagram page at Lauren Bostick, go to my stories, and you're going to pick your favorite. And then stay tuned for the drop of your new pink go-to drink. Two things that saved my life while in San Diego and traveling both by base luggage. The first one is the travel changing pad organizer. I use this with towns. You guys, it's like this portable changing pad. I put it in my diaper bag and it just like folds up so you can take it in the car. You can take it if you're traveling on the airplane, whatever. And it's just a really, really nice place for the baby to lay. And you can put all your stuff in this changing pad organizer. The other thing that I cannot shut up about is about their cosmetic organizer. I have tried every single cosmetic organizer on the market and I wanted something simple, kind of like a beige color. And they have this, okay. It has like this little separate bottom compartment that you can literally put your ice roller in. You can also use it. I got it in black too, like for skincare. And then you got your makeup and your skincare on the top. It's just like the perfect cosmetic organizer. And I feel like if you travel with a lot of makeup or skincare, you know exactly what I mean, how hard it is to find something because so many of them spill and there's a mess and the fabric is bad and they break. This one does not. I have tested it. I have tried it and I love it. Check out base luggage. It was actually founded by Shay Mitchell. I'm sure you guys know who that is. She is a huge actress and she wanted to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories. And every one of her products is designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Anyway, they have over 30,000 five-star reviews. Go check out those two products. Their luggage is great too. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash skinny. You're going to go to basetravel.com slash skinny for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash skinny for 15% off your first purchase. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha.
All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to be honest. It took 20 minutes to get this fucking studio set up. I don't know what Taylor's doing. We're in a new studio with different angles. Lauren's doing selfies, distracting me. This whole thing's very frustrating. I might be flustered on this episode. It might not work out the way we all want it to. Also, it's worth noting that this is a redo episode because Lauren tried to do this whole birth, pregnancy, postpartum story the last time we were in Texas, like right after. And it was a total shit show. We sat for 45 minutes. It was a total disaster. I scrapped the whole episode. I hope it never surfaces. It was completely useless. So welcome back to the show. I was just a little fuzzy postpartum and anyone who has been postpartum can understand. I, I was a little slow. <laughs> Fuzzy's not the word to describe. I felt like I was talking to a wall. I felt like I was a wall. <laughs> I'm back though. I'm back. I had some coffee. I had some minerals. I had some water. I had my pink drink from Erewhon. I'm feeling buzzy. I'm good. Yeah. The only thing that I would wish, Taylor, you're in my shot again. He's just in there <laughs> messing with these angles. There's all these new weird hue lights. All right, get to You'll the point. You'll see. I want you out of my view. I want you behind that studio so that we can go back get to Pornhub. Get back, get back behind where I can't see you, okay? All right, I'm going to decompress here. I don't know if I'm even going to do this. Anyways, guys, we thought this would be an interesting episode. Lauren wants to do this like post-birth episode talking about that experience. But what I thought when the first time was that it was so all over the place and so confusing, even talking about me giving cookies to nurse. And nobody cares about that stuff. What we want to know is, one, how it all transpired, the experience, and then now what we're doing after to get ourselves back in the state of mind, in the shape, in the feeling that we all that we're in now. I think that's the interesting episode. Perfect. That's the thing. It's supplements, it's wellness routines, it's practices, it's how we're basically bouncing into life with two new children or two children now instead of one. Okay, so this is like a strategy, a, a, a strategy session that you guys are hearing with me and Michael right now. Yeah, well, and it's also talking about what we've been doing since you're three months postpartum now. Three months postpartum. You can talk about the experience a little bit, but let's not go too deep. If you if you want that, maybe write into a journal entry or something. No, I am going to do a blog post on it. And there's also a highlight that says towns on my page all about my birth story. We can do a little. People aren't going to be as hyped the second time around because they're like, we get it. You got yeah. the kids, right? Like, don't, Now people are going to get mad, but it's true. It's like the first one, there's right, bells the and one. whistles and rainbows and gifts. And the second it's one's like, like, we get it. You got kids. Yeah, the first one's like the princess or the prince. And the second one's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're a second child. Four towns. Okay. So no. So let's just give a little context of my birth story to, to kick it off. I was taken to the hospital by Michael, who didn't know where he was going. I knew exactly where I was going. I got there in an incredible time. And we decided to go in at five o'clock in the morning, which was fun. We got in there. We got all set up. I got the epidural, which is wonderful. They gave me a COVID test that was the most uncomfortable thing in the entire world. That was that the COVID test that they gave me in the hospital was more uncomfortable than giving birth. Can we talk about the absurdity of all this now? First of all, you know, it was wild. And like, listen, I didn't have to get the test. They they assumed that if you had it, then I would have it. Then but why? It, I have to squeeze the fucking baby out of my vagina and you don't have to get a test. It's I, wild. You know, everyone's had to do all these COVID tests for the last years. Thank God those things are done. I think they're done. At least I'm not doing them. I'm opting out. I, I'm opted out. I'm not doing it anymore. After they shoved a six, like, foot thing up my nose that hit my brain and literally gave me brain damage. Taylor, I, this was something out of Alien versus Predators. Taylor, 
you don't understand what they shoved up my nose. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I go, does he need one? And the, and the nurse says no. Wait, I saw her do this COVID. And, and listen, these poor nurses, they were saying like they have to do them and sometimes they bleed. And like, it's just like this, it's enough. Like it's just gone on and on. And I feel so bad for the people that are working these establishments and these hospitals that have to do this stuff all the time. Because listen, guys, we're not talking about the little one that like swabs your nostril a little bit and tickles you on the inside. It was eight feet. This one, I saw this go into your fucking brain. I saw it like I couldn't believe that it even, felt like a dildo was being shoved up my nostril. I could not believe how far they could get this thing up in your head. And the only thing I could think selfishly, especially you're going through birth, I was thinking to myself, holy shit, I don't think I can do that. I don't think they're going to be able to do that to me. And the best part was afterwards, she goes, okay, I'm going to do the other nostril. And I said, no, 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 I'm not, do I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the other nostril. No, thank you. And she said, okay, well, you can opt out. <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me that in the beginning? So then I said, well, why doesn't my husband have to get one? I opted out from the beginning. I was like, fuck yeah, but no. Why doesn't the husband have to get a COVID test? I wish they could shove the thing up your asshole. So you guys had to get some kind of pain. Honestly, the between the brain and the asshole, the asshole looked like it might have been easier. Okay, so the COVID test was like the most eventful thing out of the whole thing. That's that hurt the most out of everything. My epidural did stop working, which was fun. Well, it didn't stop working. We just the the the, the bag. We forgot to get it refilled. <laughs> I was on bag duty. I got a little distracted, and then I could try to get catch up with it. Yeah, you got really distracted. So the epidural stopped working, which was which was great. But still, that was less painful than the COVID test, which was interesting. Michael decided to order all this food and eat it in front of me. That was another fun thing. You can't really eat. I, I was having some lollipops though. God, that COVID stuff was such <laughs> horseshit the whole time, right? Sorry about everybody, but like, God, like all these things, the test, the thing over, it's like, you got it, you got it. And by the way, my thing is, is like, people are going to be grabbing a baby out of my vagina with all these juices, like what's <laughs> and blood, like. And shit or whatever. They didn't shit. <laughs> I didn't shit. Okay. Okay. Just, I know. didn't shit myself. I'm just checking. Okay. You wanted, you wanted to see if you wanted to give a test. Yeah. I, I wasn't too deep down no. there. I did not let Michael go anywhere near my vagina. He was behind my head, which was. Super nice. Same game plan as the first time. Same game plan. My thing is like, we did it well. If we got through it the first no, time, like, let's not change it up. No, Only no. thing that was changed up this time was I was basically the doula because I learned from Which, the first time. This is what this, this is what I would recommend. I had a doula my first time because I didn't know what was happening. But the second time, I felt like it was it would be interesting to have just you and I in the room. And I'm really glad that I did it the second time like that. I think if you have a husband, though, that is like watching the football game and falling asleep, maybe get a doula. Like if you were doing that, I would want a doula. But you're so maternal sometimes. You turned it on. You're awake. You're asking me what I need. You allowed me to be your punchy bag. You're you're not going to take this in because you're no, you're no, embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. I okay. feel good. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah. I, here's for the husbands out there or the, the significant others or the men that are procreating with the women. If they're listening right now, turn this part up. I think the first time it was extremely valuable and I'm very grateful for the experience of having a doula because we didn't know what the fuck was going on and we didn't know what we were doing and I needed a little coaching and so did you. And it was nice to have somebody that had that level of experience and calmness because we had never been it, been through it before. The second time, it's not that I don't think doulas are valuable. I think they very much are, but we felt confident as a couple that we could go into that experience and that we could both handle our parts. Obviously my part being the much smaller part of just being the support system. But didn't feel like we needed the second time because we had been through it and we're second time parents. But the first time, like I wouldn't change the experience for the life of me. I, I didn't want to have to manage anyone else's energy. You're enough. And so I knew all the things that Andre, my doula from Zaza did. She wanted oils. We had like little tea light candles. We put frequencies on 528 
hurts. And we dimmed the lights and we just made it like a sanctuary in there. I had these strawberry candies, these nostalgic strawberry candies that like your grandma probably had in there that I could suck on. I love something to suck on. And I was able to set the room and the vibe. And Andre helped me do that with Zaza. But I think the second time I knew what I was doing. If you are wanting a doula and you're in LA, definitely check out our episode with Zaza's doula. And that's Andre. Andre Lemon. She's incredible. But this time there was no doula. You were the doula. Yeah. So I'm taking applications now. Okay. You are great in labor though. I mean, you're a little obnoxious. You had to do a sheet mask. You were ice rolling and checking my stats. But like you, that was entertaining. So it was fine. Well, it's a lot of downtime. It's a lot of down. Oh, that must be so hard for you. I know guys that bring on like full on like Xbox and, and PlayStation in there. So give me, you know, God forbid I'm doing a sheet mask. You were watching, you were watching like Better Call Saul. No, Ted Lasso. Yeah. So don't. Shout out for that plug, Ted Lasso. Not like you need my help, but, you know, great show. So I think that if you're going to give birth, maybe try it with a doula the first time and the second time. If I was to do it a third time, which we're not even discussing at this moment. Ready again? (laughs) I can't do the condoms, Lauren. I'm sorry. It's too too much. It's like putting a bag on your head and doing push-ups. Okay, well, I got my period six weeks after I gave birth. And the fact that I can get pregnant six weeks after I gave birth is really overwhelming you're fertile again huh <sighs> that's how i smell the pheromones i'm gonna get i'm gonna get all heated up in the studio no Taylor, so, get out of here get out of the studio now so during the time i was giving birth it was fine until the epidural stopped working and then it became really really intense and it was time to push and my doctor got there dr amanda holly amazing doctor incredible yeah i had a, a great experience and towns was born in like 10 minutes i feel like it was Popped quick. Out quick it was quick big 9.3 pound baby i was like whoa Towns took 10 minutes to come out. And my theory of it is the baby has to come out. So I'm going to give it everything I fucking can as quickly and efficiently as possible to get the baby out. So with all my strength, I pushed him out. And he was so cute when he came out. He went right on my chest. We did skin to skin. Him and Michael did skin to skin. I love the moment in the hospital too after you give birth when it's just you and your husband or your significant other and the baby. It's a really special time. And everybody coming in with all the IVs and no, 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 no. I don't love the IVs. I was like, get this out of my arm. You can opt out of the IVs too. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm I'm opting out of a lot of things. That's the biggest thing you learn in childbirth is like there's the hospital recommendations and then there's the things that you want to do. And you might have to sign some forms as you opt out of certain things, but like you still get to make the choices. People have to remember that. Like, yeah, you do. You have to be your own advocate. Yes, you do have to be your own advocate. We did have some incredible nurses. I always recommend getting cookies for the nurses. I it's an important thing. The nurses deserve cookies. They're working their asses off. But I it, the the picking and the prodding and everything when you're trying to relax is a real bitch because sleep is so healing. And after you give birth, all you want to do is sleep, and then they just keep waking you up. But we had a really nice time in the hospital. Very simple. I would say my birth was a ten out of ten. What yeah. would you rate it? I mean, yeah, ten out of ten. I yeah, it fine for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine, for, fine for me. I can't, this can't, can't. motherfucker brought a sleep mask, iPads, sheet mask, his own ice roller, a sleeping bag, a stuffed pillow with like down feathers in okay. it, a silk pillowcase, so, toe stretchers. So it was absurd. Here's a weird thing that I think people do. I, I never understand when people feel like I have to share their experience. So let me explain. I can go... <laughs> I can go into that setting and be comfortable as well in my in that setting. Why do I have to also 
be in a situation like, don't you want me energized and relaxed and calm and comfortable so that when it comes to the important stuff that I can jump in and get it done? Of course, I don't want to lay on that shitty hospital cot. Sorry. It's not like these things are four seasons. They're not putting like the great beds for the husband. They have these things that they fold together like erector sets and then you lay on it. And no one gives a fuck about the husband's feelings. Yeah, I understand. So what I'm saying is like these guys, like people are like, oh, my husband was just going with a little sheet. I'm like, yeah, he'd be miserable and freezing all the time. I had a nice sleeping bag. I had all my supplements. I had all my foods. I had prepared. And so when it came time to go time, the reason I was able to perform for you is because I was in the zone and I was relaxed. Tell them what you did before we got in the car. I don't know. 4.30 in the morning. What did I do? What are you talking about? I have no idea. You cold plunged. Oh, that is true. <laughs> I, I knew it was go time and we were going. This is how you know this is my husband though. I've You didn't even know what a cold plunge was. Like I went in the ice ago. bath because I knew. I was like, I got to pump myself up. I got to get into the flow state. I got to get going. So I get the cold plunge going. I was all jammed up, all ready to go. And then boom, I was able to get the job done. Why are you acting like you're the one that gave birth? Well, why is this strange? I guarantee you if I had a bunch, if, if you had a bunch of these wellness people on that we have on the show and they're like, what did you do? I was like, well, I brought proper supplements and proper sleep things. And I brought, I did a cold plunge and I got everything organized. They'd be like, damn, primed himself up. Like why just sluggishly go in there with like. I'm all about self-care. You're talking to the wrong audience. I'm skincare. all about it. Yeah. Do your, do your thing. But you were, I just noticed that as you've been with me, you've gotten more and more anal and specific about your stuff. I almost brought my own IV guy there with us too. Maybe hit a little NAD while I'm going. Okay. Joking aside, talking about the stuff, I feel like becoming a parent is a pivotal moment when you realize that there's a greater reason to take care of yourself outside of your own interests. Meaning I think about my health and wellness now personally, I don't know how you feel is not only do I have a responsibility to take care of myself and be the best version of myself, but now I have to be there for my children and my wife. And I have to be in optimal shape and condition to handle what the life of what the life of parenting throws your way. So like, for example, I'm usually the one that has to carry a bunch of stuff. So I want to be really strong. I want to be able to pick up my daughter and my son and not have a struggle with it. I want to be able to carry all the strollers and the bags. I want to be able to deal with all that stuff. So I, I need to get strong and I need to have endurance. I also want to make sure that I'm in the right mindset. So I want to be t- all of these things. And I feel like that, I, I always like taking care of myself, but that unlock having kids has accelerated my movement towards health and wellness way faster than any other event in my life. You don't think your wife has anything to do with it? Of course. But I'm saying don't. And and I feel like with you too, like we've we've completely altered the way that we operated since we've had children. So that's what I think the episode where I want to take a turn with this. And I want to give you guys some things and some tips that we've been doing that are little habits, tips, tricks that we've done since becoming parents. Because we have changed a lot of our life. And a big part of that is the move to Austin. What I've realized about Austin is it got us out of the chaos and the distraction. But I don't think it's just the move to Austin. I think just and not everybody has the ability to do this and it doesn't have to be a full state or city, but just a move out of a, of your current environment once in a while. It's like a haircut. Or it's your like existing, cutting dead energy. Yeah, or your existing environment. It doesn't have to be like across state lines, but even like just changing environments once in a while. And with that change of environments, changing your routines. The problem is we get set in these routines and these same systems and these same processes when we're stuck in the same place for a long period of time. And I think like the move for us was like a full opportunity to completely question the entire way we were living. Yeah. And I think the distraction element's really important. If you're living somewhere and you're constantly distracting yourself with parties and events and and get togethers, it's it takes away, in my opinion, 
from you taking it to the next level. So to get out of LA was like a, a very, it would cause me to focus on things like mindfulness and meditation and what kind of workouts I wanted to do. I feel like even when I come back here, we've been in San Diego for a little bit. Like it's, things can get distracting sometimes. Well, and let's be honest, like, and this is not a knock on the previous generation, but a lot of our parents and people, our parents' age, and I'm sure a lot of listeners here, they have this mindset where you plant down in one place and then you stay there forever. You stay in the same house, especially this time. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. You do the same things. You have the same group of friends. You live in the same city, sometimes same career, same job. And I think sometimes that could feel very stagnant, right? You And it's, it's not to knock, but like, I think what this generation is pointing out is that you can move around. You can bounce around. You can change career paths. You don't have to live in the same place. You can get interested in different hobbies and different careers and, and, and taste different things in life. And so for, for us, Lauren and I always talk like, is Texas going to be the forever place? I don't know. But being able to have the flexibility to move and also like, again, now with children, also not getting in the mindset where it's like, well, we have children now. We have to be here forever. They have to go to school and have their friends. Like people move around. They adjust. I met Lauren in sixth grade. She bounced around to different schools. We had plenty of friends that did that. It, it happens all the time. It's not to say you're going to pull them out for forever. You don't, you don't want to like have them bouncing all the time, but just having the mentality that things may change and that you can change your environment in different times and different moments in your life, I think is important. If you like things smooth sailing and you're like me, you have to check out Aloe Moves. Sometimes I'll be working at the house all day or be with the kids or I'm traveling and I just want to squeeze in a workout or a mindfulness practice or yoga, something quick for myself. And how I do that is I stream on demand. And how I do that is with Yoga Moves. So they have stream on demand yoga, fitness, and mindfulness classes. I'm telling you, I just lay out like my nude mat. It's ready to go. I have my stuff in a drawer. I can grab it really quick and I can sit down and do my aloe moves. It's a one-stop shop for everything wellness. So it's just one app that has basically everything. It's like yoga, mindfulness, self-care. They have meditation and the meditation is so great because it starts you off at five minutes, which is how I learn to meditate for 35 minutes, just taking a slice of the pie instead of eating the whole pie at once. They have bar, Pilates, cardio, and HIIT classes. I tend to go for the Pilates, but you can go ahead and pick whatever works for you. And also, did you know that September is National Yoga Month? So I got hooked on Ala Moves, the streaming on-demand yoga, fitness, and mindfulness classes from the wildly popular brand, Aloe Yoga. It's an athleisure brand. I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram. And both brands are just transforming. And to celebrate National Yoga Month, Alamoose wants everyone to go flow for free. So you receive 30 days for free and you can choose from thousands of classes and give it a try. So if you're busy, you're a mom, you're a businesswoman, you want to just do something in your office or at home, they have 3,000 classes for every level and over 100 new classes every month. And they always have fresh content, which we love. So join me. You're going to go to allomoves.com for 30 days for free. That's allomoves.com. And if you're loving it like I am, then you can stack 50% off your annual membership with code skinny. That's code skinny, but 50% off is only good in September because it's national yoga month. Go to allomoves.com and let's get started. One of the things that I take so seriously is my sleep. So many people are talking about what they do when they're awake, but they don't talk about what they do when they're asleep. And I have a whole situation when I'm sleeping. I have five, two Hertz frequencies on. I have a red light in my bedroom. All the blackout shades are shut. I have a silk pillowcase. 
and I have a good mattress. Okay. Enter Helix Sleep. It's the premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. So instead of just doing what a lot of brands do and doing a mattress of like one size fits all, the Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses. So you can pick from everything from luxury models, if you're tall, if you're short, even mattresses just for kids. So when we moved, we were able to pick something for us. We like it soft and plush, but also with support. And they also have this enhanced cooling feature to keep you from overheating at night. It's so important to not sleep super hot. It's not good for your body. Huberman was on our podcast and told us about it. You want to be cool. So the cooling feature is super, super nice. And if your spine needs a little extra love, a lot of my friends ask me about this. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design. So it's the perfect combination of comfort and support. What you do is you take like a little Helix sleep quiz and they figure out which model you should match with and like how you sleep. So I sleep on my side, my left side always. It's really good for your stomach. I try to sleep on my back when I can because it's good for the face. But the point is they were able to find the mattress that was the best for Michael and I. You should know they also have kids mattresses. So check those out if you have kids. And of course, we have a code for you. You're going to go to helixsleep.com slash skinny and they have different codes on the site. You can get $200 off. You can get $150 off, $100 off all the things on the site. Just go to helixsleep.com slash skinny. I know this is weird. I love moving because it causes you to like clear things out and clear the space. And I think I'm I'm trying to be and live as minimalistic as possible instead of like having all this stuff and hoarding all this stuff with me. It just feels like dead weight. So th- when something about moving is like super cleansing. Anyway, so some tangible habits that people can pick up. I'll let you start kick it off. Well, I think the first thing, and the parents out there will get this, when you have children, you quickly realize that you're no longer operating on your own time anymore. You have moments in your day that are yours that you carve out, but it's also based fully around what's going on with your family and your children and their schedules and when they're sleeping and when they're awake and when they have dinner and all of these things. We don't get so crazy with those like crazy nap schedules and we have to adhere to that, but it changes. And I And I think what I've found is we listened to so many parents that talked about the challenges of being a parent and trust me, there are many, but what I've, what we always try to do is think about it in a different way. It's like, okay, knowing now that the time is going to be more limited and that we don't have all this free time, that's actually an opportunity to audit the time and say, okay, we're going to get really, really productive with the time we have. If we know our child is waking up at six 30 or seven, maybe you get it up and going. We just, we established maybe there's a specific gym time. Now there's a specific time for reading. You, you create these blocks and windows for yourself where before, when you felt like you had endless time to just kind of go about your day as you see fit, you're maybe not as regimented or disciplined. So for me now, like when I get that moment to go to the gym, I'm all in. When I get that moment to read, I'm all in or cold punch, whatever it is. So I think one of the benefits of having children is you get to be very disciplined with the time that you actually get to yourself. Yeah. Kersel Lim came on our podcast and said that she goes, I didn't realize how unproductive I was before I had children. You do have to, you do have to very much optimize the time that you have. When I think like there's two ways to look at it, because if you look at it the other way and say, okay, now I have children, I don't have any time for myself. I can't do anything. 
that could be really self-defeating because then you start to behave in those patterns and in those ways. I think you have to look at it from an abundance mindset, though, to be like, I don't have time. I can't do this because of children. I try to look at it like, okay, I need to be more creative with my time. Yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is, and some may not like hearing this, I've never been more productive and I've never been in better shape or healthier since I've had children. And my point is, is that I've, because it's made me focus. I have to, I, I have to take these moments now and utilize every second, every, every minute to the best of my ability where before it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll miss the gym or maybe I'll go here. Or maybe I'll have that. There's no real reason because you feel like you have endless time, especially for young people listening. I think something that's really helped me. And I talked about this on Instagram story is habit stacking. And what what that means is I take it as a two pronged approach. What it really means, it's by James Clear from Atomic Habits, is that you attach a healthy habit to something that you already do. So say you brush your teeth every day, you would attach tongue scraping to that. And then maybe you would attach flossing to that. And then maybe while you're doing that, you're listening to a podcast that's expanding your knowledge. Another way that I have it stack, and I don't know if this is technically the definition, but I do this all the time, is I'll take something that's super healthy that I'm doing and I'll add things to it. So like, for instance, when I meditate, like, can I lay on a PEMF mat with fucking toe stretchers in and an, a crystal eye mask on with a, maybe a sheet mask with my legs up on the wall to drain my legs? Like, I'll try to put little healthy habits in the habit that I'm doing. If maybe I'm driving somewhere, can I be listening to a podcast? Another great way to do it, and I talk about this one all the time, is if you have to take a lot of conference calls and you don't have to be on video, take a walk while you're doing it. Ryan Holiday taught me that, and that's such a good way to walk and move. So habit stacking, I think, is is an incredible way. And we've done that with the ice bath and the sauna. Like You attach the ice bath to the sauna. So you're getting two healthy habits in. It's a really great way to be productive with your time while learning another healthy habit. Yeah. And I think we were talking that like we have all the, when Lauren and I take long drives or we're traveling or doing something, we have these kind of like introspective conversations where we talk to each other about what's going on in our life and how we're thinking. So this episode may be a little different because a lot of it is talking out loud. It's like, I don't think we're sitting here actually giving like, this is step one. This is step two of the advice. It's more thinking. And, and, you know, many people got interested in my journey of staying sober, meaning like having no alcohol for almost, what was it? 166, 170 days, whatever it was. It was a long period of time. And that was really triggered again by having children. And the first thing that I told Lauren and thought about, I was like, okay, low hanging fruit. And every parent knows this. There is absolutely nothing fucking worse in the world than waking up hungover with a kid that is bright eyed and bushy tailed, ready to go asking for eggs and you're sitting yeah, her there. latest is to go eggs and they don't Papa care eggs Papa eggs they don't care eggs. what you were doing the night before eggs they don't care how you feel or she wants you to take her for a muffin yeah they don't they don't give a shit what you are up to and if you're about to throw her so you like one <laughs> escaping that and then two really like thinking about it a little bit further and saying like okay some of this behavior has to change because I don't want the example I'm setting for my children to be somebody that's running around drunk all the time, seeing that in a young not, And listen, we still have party and we still have a fun, but it's like there's a it's time. It's a different it, way. It's 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 very specific now. It's like is this is this for a reason or is this just to go get drunk and get fucked up for no reason? I think like as you start to become older and and think about this kind of stuff and have children you start to really pick moments. And so when we go out now, I think we have a lot more fun because it's much more intentional as opposed to just being aimless. Yeah, I think I think everything's more intentional. Another thing that, that Michael and I 
we're talking about is how do we integrate our children into our life because we want to be around our children and we want them to be malleable and flexible. And instead of like trying to always get away from them, we, we were talking about how we see a lot of parents be like, oh my God, I can't wait to have a break from my kids. I want to look at it from a different angle and see how we can integrate it. So like I'll work out in front of Zaza and, and when I'm meditating, I'll tell her what I'm doing and explain it. Or I'll make minerals with her in the morning and mix greens together and have her stir it. Like I really want to integrate her into the healthy habits. And I think that, that, that has, that's been working well for us. Michael said earlier that we have conversations on long car, car rides and we do that all the time. Whenever we're driving in the car, we tend to like try to put our phones away and just actually talk to each other. And I think that that's another sort of healthy, healthy habit that couples can do together is like actually having time to strategize and visualize what you want in the next chapter of your life or in the future. I think that's a really important foundation of a relationship and something that's worked well for us. Maybe people that are familiar with, like, with us now I don't think people realize like how much conversation we have with each other about what we both want out of life and and not just from a business perspective, but also from a relationship perspective, a family perspective, where we see ourselves living, living, where we see ourselves traveling. We spend a lot of time making sure that we're both aligned and where we're going. So many times in life, you, you just go, go, go. And all of a sudden you, you're, you're in a relationship and you end up in a place where both people are looking at each other like, how the fuck do we get here? And do we even like this? And so I think it's like, it's really important as a couple to sit back and be like, okay, this is what this is, this is what's going on with this opportunity, or this is what's going on with family. This is what we're doing here. And it, and making sure that you're aligned in where the train is moving instead of just getting caught up on the tracks and all of a sudden looking around one day and be like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. And, and the other day we were even talking about something and you said, okay, we're misaligned here. And you called, you like called it out. You said we're misaligned. And that gave me an opportunity to step back and like, be like, okay, how do we, how do we get aligned on this, this issue? I think that, that talking about what you each want to each other all the time is really healthy because then you can each start to visualize your goals separately and together. And meditation, and I know I keep saying this to every everyone, has been like a strategy session with myself. It's made me more aware, more mindful, and to be able to take 30 minutes of my day and just think about how I want my day to go, think about how I want my week to go, think about how I want my life to go, has been so beneficial. I was explaining it to one of my guy friends that is very, very smart and very intelligent. And he just said, you know, I can only sit still for five minutes. It's really hard. And I told him, I said, think about it instead of like meditating or the word meditating, that it's a quiet strategy session with yourself for you to think and for you to strategize on your future. And when I said that, I could tell there was like a shift in his energy where he was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to change the way, reframe how I think about this. And he texted me the other day and he's like, I'm meditating every single day now. Well, so many people go through life thinking they can bend every aspect of life to their own will, right? And I used to be one of those people where you think like you can you can control your environment, you control what other people are doing, you can control what's going to happen and what children do. And again, not screaming on the rooftops for everybody to have children, even though I think that at some point people should if they can. It's that children teach you that you're that you sometimes have to go more with the flow of life. That's what they've taught me. And but at the same time, you can align on where you ultimately want your life to end up and then also be aligned that it's not it may not be in the way you think you're going to get there so for example you and i will talk and i'll say something like we're misaligned 
And what it'll do it is it'll get us both thinking about, okay, well, I thought I wanted to go this way and do this and you thought you want to go this way. But then we talk and say we're misaligned and it may completely change what I actually thought I wanted or what you actually thought you wanted. And then we meet in the middle and find something that together we actually both want, if that makes sense. And I think couples get in trouble in relationships because they don't actually talk about what they really want. And they just kind of go with what one of the more dominant partners wants. And all of a sudden they get there and there's this huge blowout because they've just kind of like, oh, I'm supporting my spouse or I'm supporting my husband or my wife. And then you're just going along and doing things that you're not actually happy about. And so I think just aligning ahead of time and saying, this is really what I want out of life. It'll probably alter your partner's decision if you explain why you want that out of life. Other little things that you think have change the game when it comes to wellness because you have done a body transformation. We've been talking about this for a long time. I think everybody under the sun should lift weights. I think that it's one from a mind, like, I don't think a lot of people realize how much mindfulness goes into weightlifting, right? Like, I think you just think, oh, I'm just slamming a bunch of heavy weights. It's a real, like, would you disagree? It's a mind-body connection. You have to have it. It 100% is. So it's meditative. It's totally meditative. And I also feel like it just burns fat. Well, you want your, the thing with muscle is you want to build people get scared of muscle and we've had different experts come on the show and talk about this. You want to build muscle so that when your body is sitting inactive, that it's also actively burning fat, right? Or boosting your, your metabolism. You want to do these things. And so that obviously we're implementing, especially as we get older, a bunch of cardio, but not crazy hill sprints all the time. Just, just cardio. I think Lauren has been eating, you've been eating a lot more red meat. Yeah. I have been eating. I've been eating a lot of protein. Because the first time you were so postpartum, I stayed out of it a lot the first time because who am I? I'm a man. I don't know what was going on. But after educating myself a little bit more, like in hindsight, you probably weren't lifting weights. You weren't getting the right exercise. You weren't supplementing the way you are now. And so that's been a huge change for you. I do want to shout this out because I think it's important. The first time that I was postpartum was a fucking nightmare. Like I look back on that, that it was probably the lowest time one of the lowest times you of my could life. probably go back and listen to episodes around that time and also even we got in some fights even on the show talking about the issue because it was like it was so jarring to both of us i was i think michael even has like micro trauma from how i was i had horrible postpartum depression i had invasive thoughts i had anxiety i felt unbalanced i felt the way that you feel when you're about to get in a car accident like all the time my nerves like my nerves were just shot And then there was all these other elements, like because I was so shot, like remember I broke out in that rash all over my entire face. I felt just so puffy, not in my body, inflamed. And looking back, there was so many things that I wasn't doing that I'm doing now. The first thing that I have to say that I can literally feel the shift in my hormones immediately is getting in an ice bath. I can, can, I know that, listen, people are like, well, I don't have an ice bath. Cold shower then. Freezing cold shower. Take take a bath that you have and get ice and put it in an ice bath. I'm telling you, you guys, two minutes in that ice bath, my hormones immediately feel balanced. I can't explain it. It's one of those things you just have to try, but it's absolutely incredible. And if you can't do that, do a cold shower. That That is number one. Well, it's also because it puts you in that fight or flight and makes you focus on nothing but survival. Yes. And when I get out, it's like I can just feel my hormones go, ugh. Another thing, I've been so serious about my supplementation. I've really been doing a lot of fish oil. Fish oil has been an absolute game changer for me. And it's really good for puffiness and inflammation. 
and I'm doing every single day greens. I'm doing minerals. I'm I'm really focusing on my multivitamin ritual. I'm doing chlorophyll, vitamin C. I'm really serious about my vitamins now and my minerals. Yeah, shout out to Shervine and Dr. Daryl. Yes. And for minerals, I love I love Dr. Daryl's mineral powder. It's like a blood orange one. I think you can use code skinny too. And then I love the the water and wellness minerals that come in a little... Kenton minerals. Yeah, that come in a glass vial. Which, by the way, you guys got to go listen to that episode. So it's a game changer. It's water and wellness. Just search that or Dr. Robert Slowback on the episode because it's, it's great stuff. Yeah. And I put that in my water always. So the, the supplementation has been a big thing. The third thing that I think has made a huge difference in my postpartum recovery is lifting weights. I mean, I, I know Michael just said that, but lifting weights, that's another thing where I go and lift weights and I can tell my hormones are just like, ah, like it's like it's like a breath of fresh air. Well, and again, we talk about this a lot on the show. Finally, more and more people are talking about the benefits of lifting weights and you have people coming on the show talking about it too. But I think so many women for so many years have been scared. They like think they're going to get bulky. Do you know how much weight you have to lift to get that bulkiness you're talking about? You, it's not easy to put on muscle, right? It's, it's difficult. You have to lift a lot. And so well, I think also it's important to remember too, when you first start lifting weights, you do puff up a little bit. It's not that you puff up, you gain weight because muscle weighs more than fat. And so you, people think, oh, I'm gaining weight, which is not a bad thing. It's a good weight that you're gaining because it burns fat. No, and the, I've seen it firsthand. And before I got pregnant, I saw it and I was transforming my body and then you got me pregnant. <laughs> And then I lifted weights the whole pregnancy and it was really like an outlet for me. The, the cardio is great. It's a good release, but it's you have to do so much cardio. You're not going to get there. And you and you want to have the muscle tone. You want to have your body work for you. And also when you're lifting weights, like I said, it's such a mind-body connection. So if you're in a place where you're a little foggy or you're feeling down or you're feeling stressed and you go and lift weights, it's immediately going to get you in the right headspace and make you feel better and get your endorphins flowing, which is obviously when you're postpartum and depressed, it's going to make you feel way better. All right, heads up. This is important. I'm really passionate about this right now. So I had a rash on my legs and you may remember me talking about this. And recently I have found out what the rash was from. It is from a detergent that is all over the shelves and it had something in it that was giving me a rash on my legs and I could not get rid of it because every night I would get in my bed and think I was going to bed being all healthy early and I would get this rash and it was because I was laying in the sheets. I decided to do a whole cleanup of my products. I wanted to go non-toxic in my new house. It was very important to me and so that's when I discovered Branch Basics. This is what I use for my laundry detergent, my hand soap, my dish soap, my all-purpose cleaner, bathroom cleaner, all the things, because it's non-toxic, it's fragrance-free, it's biodegradable, and it's baby and pet safe. So I don't have to go searching all over the internet, looking at ratings and all this shit to find what actually works. I know I can actually trust the company Branch Basics. When they told me that they wanted to work with the Skinny Confidential, I was like freaking out because this is something that I have used and that I love and that I'm passionate about and I want to share with other people. There are so many hormone imbalances that you might be experiencing because of toxins in your cleaners or your soaps or your dishwasher detergent. I would recommend eliminating products in your daily life that you're using that are filled with chemicals. It's so nice to just be able to go to Branch Basics and get non-toxic cleaner. So you get 15% off any starter kit. And once you try the starter kit, you'll never look back. 
Anyway, when you use code SKINNY at branchbasics.com, you get 15% off the starter kit. Like I said, I would recommend the premium starter kit for all your cleaning needs. That's what I started with. Again, that's code SKINNY for 15% off all starter kits except the trial kit and switch your detergent if you have a rash. Every morning without fail, Zaza says vitamins. And I honestly cannot believe how easy it was to get her to ask me for vitamins. And and I really attribute that to Haya Health, okay? So at first, I didn't want to give her children's vitamins because they're basically candy in disguise. They have so many chemicals and just junky shit in them. And I'm like, this defeats the purpose. But then I discovered Haya. And this is a pediatrician-approved super-powered chewable vitamin. I tried one, and it's so good. But the difference is Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk. You know, the gummy junk, you know what I'm talking about. And it's perfect for picky eaters. So specifically, I wanted to start giving Zaza vitamin D and B12. And this one not only has both of those, they also have 15 essential vitamins and minerals, zinc, folate. They have stuff for energy, brain, mood, concentration, teeth, bones. They really cover all their bases. And so I actually ask Zaza like every morning, I'm like, what color do you want? Do you want green? Do you want yellow or pink? And she gets to pick her color. And I say only Uno. She only gets one. And she just loves it. And it's become a ritual for something healthy. You should also know, and this is really important to me, is that their chewable vitamins are non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. So they just really did their research and I'm about it. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for you. It's for their best selling children's vitamin, the one that Zaza takes. You receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com. This deal is not available on the regular website, you guys. So you have to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash skinny and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. looking back on my postpartum depression and how I feel now, it's a world of difference. I think that a lot of mothers, they don't want to put themselves first because you have a brand new baby. But what I realized from my first experience is if I was feeling like I was in a fog all the time, I was not being the best mother that I could be. Like it's it's so much nicer to enjoy the baby when you feel clear. Well, it's funny because you'll talk about towns now and mention a bunch of things about how this experience is compared to Zaza's. And I sometimes will have to remind you like, oh, this was either the same or this was completely different. I don't remember. Because you don't remember. And it's crazy because from my perspective, you're sitting there with the same person, but it's almost like there's like a glaze over the eyes and you you can't, it's like you can't get through. Yeah, there there was a glaze over my eyes for a good, I would say a good eight months. Yeah, like for example, we were in this place when the and it was kind of a crazy experience, but we were in this right before the pandemic started. We were in the desert in Palm Springs and we had this beautiful house with our friends and our baby was there and like we, the parents came and all this. And I look back on that as one of the best times of our life. Right? And it was weird because it was right when the pandemic hit too and we got stuck out there for a while and like that was whole weird. And it was like a ghost town. And but it was special because we had our dogs and we had our children and a couple of our friends and we were in this house. And you look back on it as like this like tough experience and we all were having the greatest time of our life. Yeah. And I, I think that it, that it, it's even harder too when you like everything's like going your way and you still you still don't feel good. And my thing with feeling good is when you have the right tools in your toolbox, it's a game changer. It really is. 
And there's a lot of things people will say, oh my gosh, well, this is expensive. There's a lot of things you can do for free. Let me, let me give you some, some ideas, okay? You can go outside every single morning and take a walk. That's free. You can wait and sit with yourself for 30 minutes every morning. That's free. You can take a freezing cold shower, right? You can go and get a freezing cold. You can go take a run. Well, this, what There's a lot of things that you can do to get creative. What you're talking about is like, we unfortunately live in this like Band-Aid culture where something's going wrong and it's like, let's throw the Band-Aid on it. Let's, let's see if there's a medicine we can take. Let's see if there's something we can do to fix it right now. There's a lot of, there, there should be, what we were just talking about checklists in the studio. There should be a checklist whenever you're feeling a certain kind of way. 100%. And in, in, listen, obviously depression, anxiety, postpartum are real issues, but there should be a checklist that people ask people and that the, people get honest with themselves about before they go down to the Band-Aid solutions. Those could be, are you getting sunlight, getting outside? Are you taking a cold shower, cold bath? Are you supplementing the best you can? Are you working out? Are you exercising? Are you better? Are all of these things. And if you're doing all of those things and you're being honest with yourself and it's still not working, then maybe you go to the other things, but don't just jump to the other things before you actually try to implement the things that are free. Yeah. And I think that if you're looking for an app that's really worked for me, there's this app called Habit. And what I do is I went and did exactly what Michael's saying. I was like, okay, what are the things that I can do to feel my best every single day? And I'll give you some examples. Like one of them is read a book, stay off my phone for an hour in the morning, lemon mineral water, take an hour walk, meditate, make the bed. So I, I just like listed, I probably listed like 40 things. They're not, I don't hit them every day. But the point is when I, when I do feel like I need a reset, I can go and I can see the habits visually and maybe I can hit five, maybe I can hit 10. And it's so cool because when you hit the habit, you just go in and you can just like check it off. See that, Michael? Mm-hmm. So, like I can just put, I read for 30 minutes this morning. I drank my lemon water. I stayed off the phone. I had my minerals, my greens. And it's just a way to like have that checklist and check in with yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to really be the best version and take care of yourself. I, I don't know where people will say, oh, I don't have time. You you make time for what's important. Wake up a half well, an listen, hour early. If here's the thing. If you're listening to this show and you're getting irritated that we're constantly professing about how to be a better version or how to level up, then you're listening to the wrong fucking show. We're yeah, not, this isn't the right We're show. not the people that are like, oh, it's fine and you're okay. I don't want anybody that listens to this show to think that. I want you to be happy. I want you to be confident. I want you to feel good about yourself. But I want people to constantly realize that if they push harder and demand more of life, that they can continue to level up. I don't ever apologize for that. I, I was talking to my sister there at lunch and I said, I'm not competing with anybody on this planet but myself. I want to wake up every day, look myself in the mirror and say, am I better today than I was yesterday? From a business perspective, from a parenting perspective, from being a husband, all of these things, from a in shape, all whatever it is. That's my goal of life. I, I find that to be the most motivating thing in life is knowing that you can constantly get better. So I don't think that people should ever apologize for that message. That for, being- uh, for us, I think we live by the the method that Ed Milet always preaches, which is blissfully, sa- how does it? Blissfully dissatisfied. Blissfully dissatisfied. So you're, you're like, for me, I always want to be better every single day. But what do they call? There was like that people are getting mad that there's like this, what, and we had a person on the show and we talked about this and it's like, it, it's something about like, what, like it's fake like rah-rah culture, like hyping people up or hustle. They call it hustle culture or something like that. I don't think that's the thing. I think it's just like, why, why go through life being okay with staying the same? 
I don't uh, hustle isn't the right word Would for you me because I, because there, you're reading this book about about energy. I'm I'm very sensitive to knowing when I need to recharge. Like I'm all about recharging. Great hustle hustle when you got to hustle. Today today is a hustle. Like we've got back to back to back to back to back. But tomorrow I know will be an easier day to recharge. I just think that that I'm never going to apologize because I want to get better every day. Well, yeah. Well, and there's the other thing to distinguish. Like, I don't care what better looks like for each individual. Like, that could mean I want to get better in business or I want to be better in relationship or I want to be in better shape. Like, that doesn't matter. I just want people to think about improving themselves daily. Like, it doesn't mean you win because you go make a bunch of money or you win because you have a six pack. I think it means you win because you're happy knowing that you're pushing and demanding the most out of whatever version of life you are looking for for yourself, right? I think the message of complacency is killing this country, it's killing this culture, and it's killing our people, right? So you, the idea is that continue to push harder, continue to look for avenues where you can be happier, healthier, better. That is not a bad message, and I'll never apologize for it. No, and I think holding yourself accountable is not a bad message. Oh, God. Well, that's a, that's a whole other thing. People don't like being held accountable. This probably isn't the right podcast, though, if someone doesn't want to hold themselves accountable. No, my message is I want those people that want more out of life. I don't like, I'm not looking for the person that wants us to say everything's okay. It's not. You could always be better. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing right now. Those are our wellness little tips and tricks that we're doing as parents. I think the message of this for me is like, and I think you too, is like we've tried to eliminate distractions to focus on things that we can take it to the next level. And if this inspires you to do that a little bit more, great. We try to look at all life events that are challenging, parenting being one, as all the parents out there know. And instead of looking at it like, oh, life's over, this is a challenge, we're never going to our own time, we're never going to be alone, we're never going to be able to fuck with the door wide open anymore. We, right? You can make it happen. But, I don't want to scare any of our kids. But the point is, is you look at these experiences and say, okay, we can actually now start to demand more out of life and look at more ways to be happy, more ways to be productive, more ways to do things. Because if you constantly believe the narrative and believe the hype that this is the hardest thing, worst thing, I think that's what scares so many people off about cha- you know, taking that next step in life. No, you could look at it as like this next life event is going to propel me to the next thing, to the next level. You can do it all. You really can do it all. This was so much fucking better than that first episode you tried to do. That was a whole mess. Well, I was post real postpartum. I was like, any woman who's listening that's had a baby will understand what I'm saying. I don't even need to explain it, actually. And by the way, everyone wants to know why we named Towns, Towns Call, Bostick. Well, I, I, we were really enjoyed and we're obsessed with the name Towns. Shout out Towns Van Zandt, one of the greatest writers and singers of all time. Um, and then one of my favorite books of all time that my dad gave me, which Lauren, what do you, you're looking at me here? Weird. Have you read it yet? Yes. I've read about six chapters of it. Okay. So well, you're, you're looking at me like, I, like I'm lying here. I just Lauren want- wants credit for the middle name. Okay, you can have credit for the name. Okay. You got it. But it was inspired by this book, Lonesome Dove. There's a guy named Woodrow Call in the book, one of my favorite characters of all time. And we like the name Call and also little TCB throwback to some Elvis. We knew we knew we wanted a C, and we so we, we were like, "What is the C?" And you and towns had to be balanced because you can't. You got to be. You got to balance the name out. We're and big so, believers in balancing the names. If you yeah. have a name like Zaza, you can't have another crazy name following it. If you have a name like Towns, you have to have something that like blunts it a little bit or is yeah. calm after. C- yes, yes, yes. So we d- we did the name Call because when I was reading the book, I was like, "This is literally the perfect name." And it is the perfect name for him. You want like eccentric and then simple or or vice versa. Yeah. 
Well, Michael Joseph. What was oh my God. My mom was probably at the altar praying when she named me. Mm. <laughs> Last time I went in a church, I went up in flames. Taylor, what's your middle name? Oh, his, his middle name's No Mike On. All right. Taylor the- No Mike On O'Connor. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Taylor needs a checklist, O'Connor. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes. As always, we're going to do a little giveaway at the end. If you want to re- win a copy of my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, all you have to do is tell us what you want to hear next on a solo episode. We love doing solo episodes on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostic and follow me on TikTok. I'm on TikTok a lot. Michael. Did this episode make any sense? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. All right. Thank you. Remember, I need you guys' help to pick a flavor for my Spritz Society Times Skinny Confidential co-brand. All you have to do is go to my Instagram page at Lauren Bostic, look at my stories and pick your favorite. And I want it to be specially curated for you by you. Two things that saved my life while in San Diego and traveling, both by base luggage. The first one is the travel changing pad organizer. I use this with towns. You guys, it's like this portable changing pad. I put it in my diaper bag and it just like folds up so you can take it in the car. You can take it if you're traveling on the airplane, whatever. And it's just a really, really nice place for the baby to lay. And you can put all your stuff in this changing pad organizer. The other thing that I cannot shut up about is about their cosmetic organizer. I have tried every single cosmetic organizer on the market and I wanted something simple, kind of like a beige color. And they have this, okay. It has like this little separate bottom compartment that you can literally put your ice roller in. You can also use it. I got it in black too, like for skincare. And then you got your makeup and your skincare on the top. It's just like the perfect cosmetic organizer. And I feel like if you travel with a lot of makeup or skincare, you know exactly what I mean, how hard it is to find something because so many of them spill and there's a mess and the fabric is bad and they break. This one does not. I have tested it. I have tried it and I love it. Check out base luggage. It was actually founded by Shay Mitchell. I'm sure you guys know who that is. She is a huge actress and she wanted to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories. And every one of her products is designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Anyway, they have over 30,000 five-star reviews. Go check out those two products. Their luggage is great too. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash skinny. You're going to go to basetravel.com slash skinny 